So I wanted to just uh, open the uh, floor for discussion, questions, um, but um, I thought to say a few words about uh, upcoming schedule. As far as I understand, it will be um, um, conducting a festival this coming weekend. Right, so some of you have been here for those type of events. Many devotees will be coming, and um, has, during that um, whatever it is, three-day weekend or so, uh, we'll be speaking on the uh, the prayers of Brahma that were expressed after he um, experienced the extraordinary majesty of Krishna. And on that backdrop, if you will, um, came to appreciate his um, Madhurya and understand it properly. It was at that time that he understood Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Previously he had been initiated in all by, by Krishna, but didn't understand that point. So we'll get to all that. Um, and Brahma's prayers are extensive. I think there's around more than 50, um, all coming after the uh, event um, in which Krishna showed his extraordinary power in comparison to Brahma's and gave him a perspective. Some of you are familiar with that uh, famous section of the Bhagavatam. And I better not get myself going on it here, or I'll be giving the lectures right now. But, uh, but um, um, following after that, I'll pick a few verses from there to uh, speak on, and then after that, in the evenings while I'm here, we'll go over, go through hopefully all the fifty or some verses, and look at it more closely. Um, and prior to that, uh, which we find ourselves uh, in that space. Tonight I'll entertain the questions from the devotees. That said, um, I believe today is the third and on the fifth, which is the Purnim, full moon, is the beginning of the auspicious month of Kartik. And uh, so, as such, we'll be here for Kartik in, in Carolina. Right. And uh, there are many auspicious events during this uh, this month is said to be the month of Radha, so we'll deviate a little bit from our schedule of speaking on the Brahma Vimohan Leela on the days of fest of festival days to address those uh, events and so forth. Um, but Kartik is a very uh, auspicious time uh, to increase one's uh, devotion even a little bit. We'll bring considerable remuneration, it's thought. <coughs> so that's on the fifth couple of days from now. And um, and as I said, I wanted to ask some questions, but um, m m most of you have been uh, with me for some time and uh, know that uh, two of the songs we sang tonight, Satchinandan Vandanam and the Namkirtan of Bhakti Vinod, is something that Excuse me. We regularly sing in the evening, and the uh, Guru Vandana Narutam Thakur that we sing is hasn't been something. But I recently added that to 
um, evening program at Audaria, and of course it brings to me many memories um, because it was a song that, so I'll speak a little bit about the three songs, just in brief, um, that was uh, incorporated into the liturgy of uh, Prabhupada's uh, mission, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, at a certain uh, point. And some of you may be familiar with that. I was uh, at the time in uh, in Calcutta, and uh, we went on a morning walk with Prabhupada. And unbeknownst to me, and to many other devotees, a couple of the devotees had um, a plan. And their plan was um, to try to... Um, uh, get approval from Prabhupada for offering arati to Prabhupada, which is something that we we weren't uh, accustomed to doing. When I uh, joined the mission and uh, eventually uh, joined in the Santa Cruz Mountains, actually, and then after a few months we went, we were going to tra join a traveling group of devotees, we went to Los Angeles with, uh, to coincide with Prabhupada's arrival there. And uh, so then I uh, was asked by Prabhupada to stay there in Los Angeles. So um, there in our morning, of course, we would rise and attend the Mongol Arctic. And it was uh, customary um, that time to sing the prayers of uh, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, the Guru Bastakam. Bastakam means eight, so eight prayers uh, describing the internal and external life that the Siddha Deha, Sadaka Deha, as it turns out, the prayers are about um, um, of Sri Guru. So we used to chant those prayers and um, during the Mongol Arctic. But after Mongol Arctic, we, those of us didn't have service at the time, like cooking or decorated the deities or whatever it may be would uh, would gather again about it's about six or six thirty in the morning around Prabhupada's Vyasasana and we would sing the Guru Vastakam prayers again and that was a Guru Puja worship of the Guru independent of the Mongol Artik which we prefaced so to speak in terms of Kirtan with also glorification of of, of, of Prabhupada through Vishwanath's prayers as I mentioned was uh, during that um, type of Guru Puja in the morning that Prabhupada up in his room um, could hear the the prayers being sung again and and apparently we were pronouncing Guru as, to his ear as, as, as Guru, which means cow. <laughs> and so he wanted to correct us. But, but of course... He expect, accepted the spirit of the uh, of the offering, as, as Pujapatrita Maharshi used to say. That if you pronounce it wrong, then Krishna, knowing your heart, will say, "I think you meant this, right?" So, if your heart is in the right place, then um, then um, out of ignorance, uh, being out of form, if you will, will not affect your 
spiritual progress. And of course, if you're sincere, you'll want to know the proper form and and so forth, uh, and learn it in due course. Mm-hmm. Krishna is uh, uh, sometimes referred to as Bhavagrahi Janardana. Also, Janardana is a name for Krishna. It means he who accepts the spirit of the offering. <clears throat> and this certainly very much applies as you go up the the spiritual ladder or on the high end of the spiritual spectrum. If it's the, the low end, would be kind of a religious orientation where we approach God for for things without a thought as to how vacuous things are and how we can never hold on to them after we struggle to get them and how often while we do hold on them they give us more problems than, than we had before we got them. Um, so to approach God for things is not very thoughtful. That's the point. To think a little more uh, deeply than is to forego the pursuit of things and pursue pursue the thinker. What is the thinker? What is it uh, about me that thinks, that that feels the self, uh, self-awareness, self-consciousness? What am I, in other words? So from mind to I. <clears throat> And uh, so we move up the ladder from from karma to jnana, and then when we go to bhakti, of course, there are divisions within bhakti. So we have, um, but but bhakti by and large is 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 not about I or mine. It's all about Krishna and everything in relation to Him, which includes myself. Hmm. Um, So it's more about I am his, something like that. <clears throat> and a more robust sense of I manifests in that uh, um, approach to the absolute, which I guess, as I say, as I say, has divisions. The vision of dutiful love to Bhagawan and um, that uh, results in a reverential type of union with uh, with the Godhead, and then love in intimacy, not uh, uh, service engaged in, not with any calculation that I should do it because he's God, but spontaneously. And this is, of course, our ideal, so the far end of, uh, how do we get there, of Rag uh, Bhakti, um, Right, so there, Baba Grahi Janardana, this this uh, that this idea that he accepts the spirit of the offering really uh, fully um, manifests, if you will, and it's such that it appears that they don't know the rules. Hmm? Well, that's here we go again to Brahma Vimohan Leela. He knew the lo- rules very well. Brahma, he's called Vidhi. This is another name. He knows all the rules. When he saw Krishna putting food in his friends' mouths and the friends tasting food that had been sent, packaged, you know, packed for the lunch, for the picnic lunch, as soon as they tasted something very good, they oh, well, they took it out of their mouth and put it in Krishna's mouth, and he thought they don't know the rules here. Uh, but it was apparent that Krishna was readily accepting it. So either. Krishna, this is an imposter, or this is a new dimension here, 
beyond the rules, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that, as I say. But um, the spirit offering, so Prabhupada was accepting the spirit. But my point is that this was our formal uh, practice of uh, what we call the Guru Puja, the worship of the Guru, the glorification of the Guru in the morning. And um, as I say, when I came, that was already in place. So, and uh, I used to take part in that. So I didn't have anything to do in the morning <laughs> except here in chant. So I was fortunate in that regard. Um, not that the other services aren't <laughs> important. Bhakti Rasa will tell you. But I'm very much pleased with her busyness <laughs> and that of others, of course, as well. But um, um, at any rate, in Calcutta, on this morning walk, um, while we were walking with Prabhupada, one of the devotees asked that, Prabhupada, is it all right to... Well, we've heard in the scriptures <laughs> that you can offer artik, this ceremony, with lights. Aratri means to, at the end of... The night, it means to light. The main thing in the Arctic is the lamp. Mm-hmm. Of course, in times gone by, they didn't have electricity, so they would show the lamp and the deity would be shown in this way. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the Brajlila, when, when Krishna comes home and the sun has set, he's been out all day, then Rohini will take the lamp and check him out, see if he's okay. If there's any, he's been in the forest all day long, did he get any ticks or, you know? <laughs> Uh, Jenny Chiggers, <laughs> that may be the case. So this is the arati, one of the forms of arati in the Brajlila itself. But um, it's uh, um, it was asked, and and Prabhupada said yes, of course, it is your duty. You know, he could, Prabhupada just didn't say, didn't say it. He was almost like like unaware of the, you know the loaded nature of the question and the implications that uh, would follow and what they would expect to hear. And so so Prabhupada just said like that, and then this devotee exited from the walk. You know, okay, so that was the end of the subject. We just walked on. But when we got back to the temple, and as was characteristically the case, Prabhupada would come in and, and the deities had been dressed and decorated, and he would greet the deities, and the curtains would open, and he would pay his respects to the deities, and then he would go and sit on his asana and, uh, to conduct the morning uh, discourse. So when he sat to conduct the discourse, the devotees had the arctic tray all with a lamp and the incense all set up and ready and so forth. And, uh, and then Achyutananda Swami, um, who was at the time more... Uh, acquainted with uh, Mangala, the Bengali language, and uh, then some of the the uh, the uh, treasure of uh, of feelings left in the poetry of Bhaktivinoda and Narottam Thakur um, uh, songs that we sing of theirs, and so forth. He was more acquainted with them spoke a little Bengali, and so he chose apparently this song of Narsam Thakur that we sang, Sri Guru Vandanam, from Prem Bhakti Chandrika, which is a book that is said that uh, the illiterate uh, Gorkhajaradas Babaji Maharaj carried with him wherever he went. 
something could be some message in that, <laughs> right? Uh, he was illiterate. He kept a songbook of Narasim Thakur. So, sing your heart out, right? Um, and so, we did Arctic, and the Arctic was accompanied by the kirtan of this uh, this song, led by Chutanandamara. So, it was how it was introduced uh, to us, and there was no internet at that time, but somehow or other, it was like sent all over the world, you know, like um, almost like the next day in every temple around the world. Prabhupada accepted Arctic, you know, they had telexes and things. I don't know how they communicated it, but uh, by the time I returned to Los Angeles, there, were, there was this feature, a standard feature that, the, that uh, and it is today still in, in Prabhupada society. So uh, I was also fortunate and blessed to be have been asked by Prabhupada on two or three occasions to to lead that uh, that song in the morning, once in Gita Nagari he asked me, and a couple of times in Los Angeles. So um, it uh, it it has uh, besides its rich uh, meaning and implications and so forth, some histories. Uh, it holds a special place for some of us. Duhal, Hamzavatar, and others, uh, Prabhupada's disciples and persons who were involved in in ISKCON. Um, in, uh, even in recent years, I think, they must still sing that. So, nice song. The second song that we sing, of course, is uh, is Sachinandan Manan. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song in Bengali that was uh, composed by Pujapatrita Marsh, our beloved Siksha Guru. And... Um, it's um, it's basically composed uh, of uh, various uh, names of principal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and it's uh, significant in the sense that if we are to approach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Krishna, Prabhupada used to say about Krishna that Krishna is never alone. That's a I mean, there's a lot to that statement. Of course, Krishna's very form and personality, if you will, is in one sense a product of his Swarup Shakti. It is the object of love for which there has to be love or a vessel of the love, the devotee, in other words. So Krishna's never alone. If he appears to be alone, and you get a meditation of them that that's some 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 partial manifestation of krishna hmm? the more uh, uh remo- more removed from the braj krishna swayam bhagavan who is, is the object of of our love um and um, and even in those cases, he's, he's properly understood. He's not alone. <laughs> but um, his if the presence of others and his associates and the importance of them really plays out in the Braj Leela, hmm? more so than in, in Vaikuntha. Therefore, we are much more acquainted with the names, the personalities of the people of the Braj Leela than we are of who's who of Vaikuntha, right? It's a big place there, you know. Narayan's got his private 
quarters and so forth. But Krishna's just uh, very available and uh, and very much in the hands, if you will, of Yashoda, of Ananda, of Subal, Sridham, of Lalita, Vishaka, and different rasas and so forth. <clears throat> so, um, if point is, if we are to approach that realm where Swayam Bhagavan or Gore Krishna, same, he Swayam Bhagavan, are re- residing, then we should be coming in touch with all of these associates and uh, the background of Govardhan, for example, Jamuna, and so forth. And so you find mention of these things in the songs, in the poems of the saints of our lineage to an extent um, that uh, is considerable in comparison to, let's say, for example, the songs of Mirabai, who's a famous saint who loved Krishna. But in her songs, there's no mention of Lalita Vishaka, Subal, Nanda. And so it starts to properly mm, contemplated, if you will, starts to wonder what Krishna is she talking about. If there's no Jamuna there, if there's no Govardhan there, if Radha's not there, if uh, Nanda Yashoda, some some idea of Krishna, but um, but not not the idea that uh, our lineage is concerned with, which is has a greater emphasis on the associates of Krishna than on Krishna. All right, we can't become Krishna, but we can become a unit of love of Krishna, which they all are. Hmm? They are the very... Sridham is the embodiment of Sakiras. He showed up the embodiment of the personification of Vatsali Rasa, Radha, of Madhuri Rasa, and so and more, so on. So the, the, there is, that is our ideal. More than Krishna, our ideal is love of Krishna. Of course, that's where Krishna is, <laughs> in love of Krishna. Sometimes people ask, have you seen Krishna? One good reply is, I wasn't looking for him, but I was looking for service to Krishna, and there's a lot to do. You want some? <laughs> Would you like some? <laughs> We're handing it out here, and there's where he will be found. Right, to love him is to know him. So in the song of um, Pujapachita Mars is uh, the name of, it's basically composed of the names of of principal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, mentions him as Sachinandan, hmm? as which is a very affectionate name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, means in relation to his mother, hmm? who gave him to the world. Hmm? Where would we be without Sachi? Um, right? Um, she gave him to he put himself in her hands and she determined he should be given to the world. Let him go to Jagannath Puri and spread this uh, Sankirtana. So here we are. So this is a, a name that's very, very dear to us. Hmm? And he begins his song with that and names the song. Sachinandan um, Bandhanam. And then having uh, identified Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with such, then I mentioned him so many associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right? And as he goes through them, um, then he comes to the end and he mentions 
Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta and Bhaktisiddhanta's disciples, who are his godbrothers. He pays obeisances to all of them, and uh, he positions himself as this, really in the song as the servant of the servant of the servant. Uh, he once told me personally, he said uh, that Vaishnavism is is uh, indirect. Hmm. You should know this. He said our position is the fifth position. He said, first there is Krishna, then there is Krishna Das, the servant of Krishna. Then there's the servant of Krishna's servant. Then there's the servant of the servant of Krishna's servant. And then there's us, <laughs> the fifth position, something like that. But the nature of the um, experience being what it is, indirect is... Direct, that's Gaudiya Vaishnavism, very confusing. Hmm. Um, uh, Radharani is indirectly Krishna. Hmm. The two are one, right? She's indirectly, unvayad itarata. Hmm. And takes a more prominent position, hmm. just to give an example. So, so this is very much the spirit of this song and of course the, the, just the names of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates just to hear them, just to say them is uh, very auspicious and and we we sing it with hope to invoke their 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 blessings. They're all there in the Nitya with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the family that we enter into and, and how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thought of them. And we will be related with them also in a similar way with Chandrasekhar and Sita Takurani, Advaita's wife, and so on and so forth. Mm. So, important uh, and beautiful song, and appropriate, having, as we did tonight, glorify the Guru, then Gaur, mm. and then Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song, Namkirtan, it's composed of uh, names of Krishna. Mm. And the line that uh, is very central to that, Amal Harinam, Amiya Vilas, Amiya Vilas, my, my Vilas, my. This is my fun. This is, <laughs> this is what I do whenever I get a chance. I, that, this is what he's saying is Amal Harinam. The Amal, the name, is pure. Hmm? The pure Amal Harinam. So uh, this is my my pastime, only to sing the pure names of Krishna. And so it's composed of many names, and um, he's very nice the way he puts it together also, because there are, are names uh, uh, pertinent to Madhurya Rasa and names pertinent to Sakyaras also. I should put that in my book as another example of Bhakti Vinod, um, giving some some acknowledgement for the, to the of the fact that this is also an aspect, a window of opportunity, this friendly love of Krishna in our uh, Sampradaya. Um, but it's a, it's called the Namkirtan, and this is kind of the Sruplakshan of the of the song, Amal Harinam Ami Abhilas. And it's very central to the emphasis of Bhaktivinoda Thakur on the power of Nam to bestow um, um, Everything, hmm? he says, uh, Nam is Chintamani Swarup. So, some nice explanations he's given how name will bestow 
you uh, upon you a form and a personality to serve in the leela and this in the face of um, uh, many so-called teachers of Gaudi Vaishnavism at the time who were um, getting su- material support for their lives in, in the name of giving entrance to the leela by giving some you are such and such gopi and so forth kind of a, um, so-called spiritual transmission uh, that wasn't supported by any uh, significant uh, siksha. Siksha tattva is kind of a ground out of which this bhava will grow. You're going to grow something, you need good soil. Hmm? So the ground is a proper, what are the parameters, what constitutes the teaching hmm? philosophically? There's room in that for a variety of expression, but it has to be within what constitutes the, the teaching itself. This is the beta bade equation. So abade, there's no difference in philosophy. There is difference bade with expression of the philosophy. So it could be expressed, for example, in different ways of service. There are different angas or limbs of bhakti. One may be more inclined for chanting, one may be more inclined for hearing, and so forth. And also in terms of bhava, hmm, may be expressed in different bhavas. Hmm loving Krishna as a friend or romantically and, and so forth. So, very beautiful. The, the, the difference ornaments the unity, but the difference that doesn't arise out of that that uh, unity uh, of uh, ground, if you will, the pure soil of Gaudiya Tattva, those differences are problematic. That's why if you want to unite devotees, you really have to unite them on the ground of the philosophy. Other other attempts will not be successful. <laughs> and on the ground of philosophy, we may have some differences, but we agree this is the same philosophy. <laughs> so, so this is, has more power to uh, to to unite unite for what? What is it? If it's just a back scratching, you know, group um, <laughs> going to give the fruit, if you will. So um, so there was considerable lack. That's where you get this whole idea, Siksha is important, Siksha is important, Siksha is more important, because people were giving Diksha, or appear to give Diksha. Diksha means initiation where you give the mantra, you give the mantra in the right ear. So people were doing it. So there was some formal Diksha, but um, it was wasn't supported by substance of realization that expressed itself in the teachings that su- that support and nourish the seed, if you will, of the mantra. Um, so without that, then hmm, with, it, it, at least there must be the backing of experience. Hmm? And then if there isn't sufficient siksha, it, it, will, it will come from somewhere else. Gopakumar didn't have a lot of siksha, but from his initiating guru, because he couldn't give it. <laughs> he was would pass out after imparting the mantra. He would pass out. Hmm? So, but that's okay. That's a good, a good, 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 good situation. <laughs> and and you see by the transcendental arrangement, then he got siksha guru as Narada Muni, for example, Uddhava. Hmm? Hmm? 
so uh, he was uh, his, uh, <laughs> he was well well connected hmm. but if the guru is not really passing out <laughs> uh, upon giving the mantra then he, he or she should be filled with uh, the um, insight and inspiration and excited about the topic the subject uh, almost in need of to share this with somebody needing as Rupa Goswami said more ears and more tongues to take advantage of these two syllables Krishna Hmm. so that kind of necessity then that will will uh, express itself in in just marveling if you will about the, the, the this is also there this point should be should be considered uh, uh and uh so then uh, hearing and chanting and drawing mining if you will mining from the uh, uh jewels of insight theological insights and uh, feelings and so forth um from 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 the mine of Srimad Bhagavatam, etc. So, therefore, Siksha will be there. Hmm? And and there was a lack of this at the time, so Bhakti Manoha was, was, wasn't saying Diksha isn't important or that Siksha is more important, but that you need both. And he was finding people got so-called Diksha, but they didn't know the difference between chanting the name of Durga and chanting the name of Krishna. So they were uh, they didn't even have the basic Siksha of what is Namaparad, uh, and so forth, and uh, weren't well equipped then to progress hmm, with the chanting. So, so what did he do? Well, he wrote about a hundred books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he <laughs> lived up to what his, uh, you know, he, he felt it's important to have siksha here. He, he gave enough siksha for everybody out there in Bengal at the time, practically so much so that he was referred to in the religious, but not, I want to say, fully spiritual, but the religious society. Um, the, uh, I think, editor for the Calcutta paper was a religious man. What had uh, dubbed Bhakti Minoda, given him the epithet the Seventh Goswami for two things: for his contribution in terms of literature, and you see, he's faithful to the Goswamis. He represents them in a pal- palatable way in his book, like Jiva Dharma. Uh, Krishna, uh, Chaitanya Shikshamritam, and so forth, and through songs and poetry, he even took um, uh, the bowls. Bowls are a group of, um, well, kind of crazy people, uh, by their own admission, um, and they uh, would sing songs often about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Radha Prem and so forth. But they didn't have good character, many of them, um, and Bhakti Vinod. Uh, considered them a deviant sect from the orthodox teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he, but he, he has a book called Bol Sanghit, Sangit, Bol Sanghita, and he takes he took the melodies from the bowls. They could melt your heart, materially speaking. If you meet them on the train, and they bring out their ektar, which is a one one stringed instrument, and begin singing in Bengali. Prabhupada once said, if you learn Bengali and these Bengali bhajans, you can you should try this. You can sit on the street and people and chant, and the people will throw money at you. <laughs> so it's very, very sweet, right? Right. Everything you know, materially speaking, bring out 
material sentiments and melt your heart and so forth. So he took the melodies of the bowels and then he wrote songs with pure Gaudiya Siddhanta in them and introduced them, bowl song beat. Hmm? So um, he was an ocean of, uh, of Siksha. And so, you know, generations later we get to say, Siksha is more important. You see how it gets kind of distorted over the generations. You need to understand why he was emphasizing. It wasn't just to say that Diksha wasn't important. or As some people take it today, well, you get Diksha here, there, from anybody, whatever. It's just a mantra. Get it from whoever. Right? It doesn't matter. And, um, well, it, you know, it, 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 it does matter. I'm sure it matters. And, uh, and you need support also. So... It's just kind of like a seed and the watering, so you need both, right? So in the context of that, his siksha, his emphasis was on nam, the power, efficacy of nam, nam kirtan, to bestow the, the, the wealth, the prem, goloker premodhan harinam sankirtan, as Narutam Thakur has said, upon us and... Um, and of course, in the hands of Bhakti Siddhanta, it took some dynamic form of keeping busy and circulating uh, the good news, which is a idea of kirtan, giving it out, sharing it, hmm, expressing it publicly, and so forth. So, a beautiful uh, song um, composed of uh, Krishna's names with an emphasis on the idea that Nam is the way hmm, and the goal. Hmm. Namachin Tamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Sudha Nityamuktam Minatvam Nam Namino. So I wanted to say a few words about the songs. Any questions tonight? Yes. Uh, when we speak of Ragatmikas, can a Sadhana Siddha? Um, well, that's an interesting point. Um, and uh, typically, uh, they are not um, um, served in that way. Um, and I think Vishwan Chakrati Thakur makes the point. And I came across it just recently, actually, because I often say, as Prabhupada did, Sadhana Siddha Nitya Siddha, point is Siddha, no difference, which is true. I've also said, of course, at point at some po- at different points that there is some difference, distinction in Goloka. These are the Sadhana Siddhas, these are the Nitya Siddhas. There's no difference in terms of their experience of the Bhava. They're not any less uh, uh, experienced uh, experiencers of, of, of Brajrasa and so forth. But, and I can't remember exactly where I... Where I And he made the only Nitya Siddhas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Vishnu says somewhere. Um, well, I mean, he was, he, he basically, Uttara's book is most basically Vishwanath. I mean, he was, he was uh-huh. huge sections of Vishwanath. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, well, Vishnu Chakrati makes a distinction between the two classes of Siddhas and in Ujjval Nilani in his commentary. Um, yes, yeah, so it might be there. But the point is that this. So, 
Sadhana Siddha means one who becomes perfect Siddha by through spiritual practice. Nidya Siddha is one who who is who is has um, what's the term like uh, eternal samskar for it's inborn. I mean, this is the meaning of ragatmika. Their love for Krishna is, is, is not something that um, manifested at a certain point in time. So they, they are typically, um, there are a couple types, but <laughs> it's complicated. Huh? There's the Tastanitya Siddhas, and then there's those who are constitutes of Shakti, but associates of Krishna, like Nanda Maharaj, Yashoda, Subal, Sridham, Alita Bishaka, in the different rasas, Raktak, Patrak, and so forth. These persons are like part of the whole experience of Krishna Lila. Again, as I said earlier, there's no there's there's no there's no Vatsalya Rasa. There's no object of Vatsalya Rasa without Yashoda. So you can't have a Yashoda who wasn't there and came there. Hmm? Otherwise, but Salya Rasa wouldn't wouldn't be eternal. So that these things are co, uh, they they one and different, right? So these associates that fully embody these different sentiments of love for Krishna, they're like one and different at the same time from Krishna. And there's no, so you can enter into that. You can enter into that and be part of that. But the way to do that is that you have to follow the Nitya Siddha, you have to follow your Soda, you have to follow the, the Sri Dham and so forth, uh, Leta Bishaka, Rupamanjari, and so forth. You have to follow them. So the Sadhana Siddha is himself, herself, following those devotees. Hmm? And that's eternal also. Hmm? So they're eternally following them. So if we are to follow the Sadhana Siddha, hmm? For example, if you see Prabhupada as a sadhana siddha, you want to follow him, and you might think, I want to follow Prabhupada as the, my the eternal associate of Krishna in, in Sakya Rasa, for example, that you're supposed to follow to pursue Rag Bhakti. I want to follow Prabhupada. The way to follow him is to follow him in that he is following, hmm, you understand, one of the siddhas. So he is teaching that by his example. So so these persons and they are uh, you know, the uh, these associates of Krishna, these Nityasiddhas are the ones that we follow. Hmm. Rupa Goswami in Bhaktivasamrita distinguishes two types of of siddhas also. Hmm. Um, so that's the answer to the question. You follow? Yes. Said that actually of the six Goswamis, that only two, Sri Rupa and Raghunath, Raghunath were were Nityasiddhas, as we are before, um, were Sadhana Siddhas. Yeah. That's in a letter to, I think, Tamal Krishna Maharaj or Jadarani, something like that. 
um, it, it would be worth looking at the background of what the question was, if you could, if you could figure it out, that he's replying to and why he replied that, like that. All I can say to you about that is that um, reply of Prabhupada's, which is kind of obscure, a letter to one disciple based on a question that was asked, Prabhupada answered in a certain way, that answer does not correspond with the way that subject is dealt with everywhere else in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, across the board, everywhere, the six Goswamis are considered to be Nityasiddhas. Narutam Thakur says, for example, for Praman, Godangera Sangegani Nityasiddha Kodimane. So the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are all Nityasiddhas. Hmm. They came with him. So um, we would tend to go with the standard answer and wonder why Prabhupada answered it that way to whomever he did in that letter without knowing the question that he asked and what was on his mind and so forth. Hmm. Um, if you're a fanatic, then you'll try to reverse that and say, see, Prabhupada's got this special insight that nobody in history has ever had and they all, they're all wrong. All of them are wrong there. They all think that the Goswamis are all Nityasiddhas and, and therefore we're the best. <laughs> That's the bob <laughs> of that kind of uh, reply, if you will. Yes? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it Ragnuga Bhakti is a following of of Rag Bhakti. Well, you become you follow the Ragatmika, you become a Ragatmika in a sense. I mean you 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 be, you don't you don't become a Nidhisiddha because you're a Sadhana right? You be, you be, you you the idea of Ragnar Bhakti is to become what you're following, hmm? okay. right? Yeah. So you want to become so you have the same experience, but you've come about it in a different way, so it's classified uh, differently. Hmm? Okay. You're always following, yeah, 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 but. You know, it depends how loosely you want to talk. I think Jiva Goswami in some places, maybe in Bhakti Sandarbha, he will refer to the perfection of a Raghunuga, call it Raghatmika, because that's the that's what you want until yeah. you've attained that. But still, you are a Raghunuga. You you've come through through way of following, hmm? rather than having that. You, you've come through samskaras, Bhakti samskaras, etc., rather than having them inborn. Hmm? Yes. Um, it's described in the Shastras that the forms of everybody in the Parvanam are made out of the six Shastras, specifically a combination of Sandhani and, well, Sandhani Shastras, like they say in Krishna's form, made out of Sandhani Shastras, so even though Balaram presided over that, right? And then there's other descriptions that say, like, Radha's form was made out of Mahabhav. Well, um, the Sandini Shakti means Sudasattva. It means, like Rupa Goswami says, Sudasattva Visheshatma Premasuryam Susamya Bhak. On the ground of Sudasattva, hmm, 
a particular combination of Ladini and Sambit in a prominent way makes ingress into the heart of the jiva and and bhava is born, so to speak. So if you look and you see that the, the combination of ladini and sambit is different for different rasas. So uh, for the um, sambit, the kind of knowing is different, knowing oneself to be a friend of Krishna, knowing oneself to be a lover of Krishna. And corresponding with Ladini, how this this the the study bhav will develop, hmm? what it's the development of the study bhav is like if you take molasses and you turn it into you 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 cook it and it takes different forms, comes rock candy, so it becomes sweeter and more concentrated and so forth. So the development of the study bhav from pranay, prem, sneha. Hmm? Um, Man, Rag, Anurag, Mahabhav, and so forth. That development is different for different rasas. So this is a different combination of Sandini. So the so the, so so the Sutta Sattva is one. It's the ground. Hmm? So on the ground of Sutta Sattva, hmm? it's not that Sandini is not part of the combination of the, so. But then the, the, the variety of uh, different combinations of some bit Ladini make for the Bhava that becomes the identity. So, um, 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 uh, in relation to Rod, I'm not sure what your 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 question is. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that. So Mahabhav, different, different, different rasas in 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 the they can experience Mahabhav, and then all the gopis, um, friends of Radha, can experience Mahabhav, and, and that well, to different extents and so forth. It doesn't mean they don't have any samdini or uh, any knowledge, any no, no, there's a knowing that I'm I'm a gopi, for example. But uh, so if you if you take the 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 development of the stayibhav, the fullest ecstasy, then Radharani is the personification of that. So Mahabhav on on steroids, as they sometimes say something like that. That's that's Radharani. There are others who can taste Mahabhav sometimes, or even. Uh, to lesser or greater degrees. Hmm. Krishna also tastes Mahabhav, some kind of Mahabhav. So they're all in play. Sandini, Ladini, Sambit. These are the elements that make up the uh, Sarup Shakti. Like Rajas, Tamas, and Sattva, right? Hmm. Make up the Gunas. And there's some correspondence. Tamas corresponds with Ladini, because ignorance is bliss. <laughs> There's some truth to that. So. All right, well, it's nice to be with all of you tonight. Thank you for your questions and interest. And uh, and uh, we'll have some... I'll pick out something to read in the morning after Mangal Arctic. And... Uh, 
And see you soon. Shri Shri Gauradha Madhava Ki Jai, Gauri Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Gauri Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gauri Premanandi. Yeah.